Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another message of hope. But I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and man is on God's heart and man. I know we have been dealing with the series of Moses and we was into destiny. But today we're going to talk about the word authority and what does it mean in God's kingdom. This is a word that you're going to find out in the, that's in the New Testament that you need to understand what authority is. And just uh, this authority that Jesus Christ had. Uh, that God had given him. And what is authority? You know, uh, from the biblical sense and talking about why is uh, authority important. And one of the things that we're going to talk about, we're going to look at Luke chapter 7. We're going to look at a centurion who understood authority. He recognized who Jesus was while he was on the earth. And Jesus was just, uh, um, just was stunned by his level of faith in him. So I want to let you know that Christ does have authority on earth today. And we're going to talk about it. I don't know what you're going through right now. Uh, I don't know what's on your heart and mind. I don't know what's beating at you. I don't know uh, what the enemy is trying to do to you or the lies he's trying to put in your mind that you think just won't work. But I want to tell you here today that things do work. All things work together, those good that love the Lord, that's called according to his purpose. So I'm just excited about today. Uh, been praying and seeking God. And don't forget about the challenge. Uh, reading Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, just putting God first, that's all that means, is putting God God first in all the things that you uh, desire and just trusting God that he cares enough about you to bring things to pass in your life. And I just want to just encourage you today because uh, we're living in a world where we're living in COVID, where everybody's walking around with face masks, people just... Uh, stressed out, don't know uh, when the situation is ever going to end. Is the world going to ever get back to the way we, we call normal? In other words, uh, but we know that God sits high on the throne and he's watching over us to protect us and keep us whole and safe. And also, I want to let you know, if you have any prayer requests, please send them in. I would love to pray for you and stand in agreement with God that he would do great and powerful things in your life. Uh, I'm just so excited about today. I hope that you know that uh, your week has been a good week that uh, you whatever you needed, God had met it, and if if He hasn't, you're believing that He will uh, take to be your supply, that He would be your resource. But one thing that I want you to always know: you're not alone, and whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. That He loves you with an everlasting love. Uh, you know, uh, as I was saying today, you know, we have been talking about Moses, and now we're going to talk about this authority in the New Testament. You're going to find. This word authority in the new, it's, it's more in the New Testament, you know, than in the Old Testament. And uh, we're going to see, you know, about this centurion. What what did he see? What what did he do that made Christ marvel at his faith? Because he had the belief that he believed that Christ could just send his word and a person would be healed. And I want you to understand that words are so powerful. And I'm talking about that we had a faith the size is a mustard seed. We can do great and powerful things, just not not lies, but the people lies around us. Uh, if we have faith and trust in God and believe that uh, He has and He's done all the wonderful things that He has said, the concept of authority seldom appears in the Old Testament. It is used predominantly in the New Testament. The word azusis. This is the word in Greek for authority. You know, it functions in at least four four ways. First, authority 
is the freedom to decide the right to act without hindrance. All such authority begins with God, but there is no authority except from God. You can find this in Romans 13, verse 1. God has the right to mold the clay as he wishes. You can find this in Romans 9, 21. See, God is letting you know that he has authority, that he has power, that he, he has dominion, but also we have power and, and dominion because God given earth to man. And so we have the ability to, to, to do these things, to speak God's word in our circumstances. And I just want to lay that on your heart that you have the ability to speak God's word into your circumstances. You have the, you have the ability to believe that Christ has authority, uh, that he has authority, he has given authority to, to us to be able to use. And to set times and dates, Acts 1, 7, God gave Paul the right to preach the gospel. In 1 Corinthians 9, verse 18, believers have the right to become children of God, found in John 1, verse 12, and they have the freedom to respect the law. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 8 and 9, I wanna let you know that you have authority today. You have authority over your circumstances. You have authority what direction that you're going to go. Uh, people would tell you, you know, uh, you can't do this, you can't do that. No, that's that's not true. That's not true. We have authority to to believe in God, and believe that He's all powerful, that He's all magnificent. You know, whatever you desire, He can do it. And I just want to share that with you because I know right now there's somebody. Right now, he's doubting that God loves him. God or she's doubting that God loves her. But before we really get into the message of reading Luke uh, chapter 7, reading about this centurion who had the, who had believed that Christ had authority and that he had power and that he can do all these wonderful things, which he could do, and that uh, he can just send his word and his servant would be healed. And so let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Father, I just thank you for the day. I thank you, Father, for this word of what is authority. I, that's that's going to be the title. What is authority of this message? Father, I pray, Father, for all who listen to this episode of your what is authority and how do we walk in authority and, and how does it resonate in today's society. Father, I pray, Father, for people right now who are just depressed, people who are suicidal, people who don't know what to do. The person who's worried about how they're gonna feed their family, how they're going to do the things that they need to do, uh, how they're gonna pay the cardinal, how they're gonna pay the gas and light bill, how they're going to just put food on the table, help their children with e-learning. Uh, I pray, Father, for all the problems that people have because, Father, I know that whatever's on their heart and mind is on your heart and mind at the same time, Father, that because you care for us, Father, and we're not alone. Even if someone is sitting in the house right now, by themselves with no one but they're not alone because they can they can yell out to you and father and you will hear them and you will answer them, father i thank you for today i thank you for your word father what is authority that's what we're going to in jesus name amen what is authority that's what we're going to talk about <clears throat> we're going to talk about authority and understanding that christ had authority and that he had authority just as you have authority today over your life and your circumstances no, you're not defeated. You're more than a conqueror. The Bible has all these wonderful words in here that we can that we can claim hold to. Uh, if God is for you, who can be against you? And I understand that you can be in a situation where it seems like the 
the bottom is going to drop out. You know that it, it can't it can't happen for me. In other words, you know, you know, you don't think that you'll you'll get the promotion or you'll get the job. In other words, uh, I just want to let you know that today you are not alone. God is with you, and I have a word for you today about understanding what is authority and how we can believe in God just to send His word in our circumstance, or we can speak the word in our circumstance because we have authority. If you understand that you have authority, then you can walk in authority. You can claim hold to the authority that God has given you from the foundation of the earth before it was laid. And I'm just excited, like I tell you, I'm talking about, you know, uh, I have been just thinking, in other words, you know, thinking about God's authority and, and how I can use it, implement it in my life. And, uh, how can I walk in this authority? How can I be victorious? Uh, do I believe in the things that I see? It says, because we walk by faith, not by sight. Because, you know, you can be just walking through life. And, and it, it appears that, you know, things just ain't going to happen the way. It seems like that you're always going to be at the bottom. You know, in other words, that's the enemy speaking. You're always going to be at the bottom. You're not going to never, 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 uh, you know. And, and, and that creates depression. That creates stress. That makes people just give up hope. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to tell you, don't ever give up. Continue to trust and believe in God. Continue to hold strong to your faith and confess it, in other words, and, and just trust God. That, I told you, said the whole thing with that challenge, 30-day challenge, read Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, is understanding that uh, God gives us authority. He gave us the earth. He gave us dominion. And I want you to walk in authority in your life where you don't feel like you're defeated because you have to understand that you have authority over your circumstances. And and, and, and let's look at, we're going to look at, we're going to start looking at Luke chapter 7. And I'll be starting at verse 1. Now when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capodium. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when Jesus heard about it, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying, The one from whom he should do this was deserving. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Now I want to let you know that this man was not a Jewish person. But he believed in God. And it wasn't him that had went to Christ for him. It was the leaders who went to Jesus for him on his behalf because he had built them a synagogue. In other words, he was worshiping that God. He was showing homage to God himself because he believed in the God that wasn't the God from where he came from. That is really, really remarkable. I, I want you to understand that in the New Testament, Jesus says in Matthew that he was only sent for the lost sheep of Israel. But here are the Jewish people, leaders coming to Christ, asking that he do something for someone 
who's not from their nation. A soldier, in other words, you know, to, to, to someone who's a military person, that meant that this man is used to violence. He's used to seeing things and doing things. But guess what? See, don't ever be amazed that when you see a person where they at, where their faith at. You might look at the homeless person and don't realize that he has the mustard seed faith. Even though he's in his circumstances, he know who God is. And he's believing in God. Or the person who's incarcerated right now, who's crying out to God. I'm talking about, you know, uh, and he has the mustard seed faith. And trust and believing that God will guide his footsteps and keep him safe or her safe, in other words. So I just want to let you know that don't look at people when you see them and think that they just don't know or that they are lost. Understand, uh, God is working in all of mankind. God is working the good out for those who we think that shouldn't be saved. Sometimes, you know, we can become judgmental, you know. I want you to know that, you know, sometimes, you know, Christians and become judgmental of other people and, uh, and you know and that's and that's not right because we should have the compassion to believe that all mankind can change and i know that we struggle with those things but i want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on god's heart and mind that god loves you and god has a purpose and a destiny and a plan for your life see all these words that i'm speaking are words of authority that god has spoken over your life and he had written down so that you can claim it today, that you can claim this authority that Christ has and what God has given us. And we're gonna, like I said, with this centurion, you know, in other words, here's the leaders saying, hey, he's deserving of this. You need to do something for him. You know, I think that's really powerful. And this is what you call intercessory. In other words, intercessory prayer. In other words, that other people are praying on the behalf of someone else. And they're going to God. In other words, remember like this, God is on earth. So you got to look at this as them taking whatever they need, they're taking it to God himself. And they saying that he's well deserving of it. And so if you know someone who needs prayer, you don't have to tell them that you're praying for them. You can pray for them and you can pray for them in secrecy. You don't have to pray for them openly. I'm talking about, you know, and if you know a person that you know that they need uh, deliverance, Pray for them, you know. Pray for them in your, in, your, in, your, in your spare time. Pray for them. Ask God to, to heal them and show them a, a more excellent way of living. Uh, this is the thing that we need to do. We need to notice about who God is. And we need to understand authority. You know, uh, when I was talking about authority, and I was looking, you know, it's like I said, it's four, four steps. And the second one, the concept of authority refers to the power, ability, or capability to complete an action. Jesus was given authority to forgive sins. This is found in Matthew chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. And to drive out spirits. This is found in Mark 6, 7. I want you to see that Christ had authority so you can understand that when he's on the earth and he's walking, this is the authority that God has given him. God has given him authority in these areas. You know, he has authority in this. Jesus gave 72 disciples the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. This is found in Luke 10, verse 19. Simon sought power to grant the Holy Spirit. 
Acts chapter 8, verse 19. Satan has authority to function with, with, within the parameters established by God. This is found in Acts chapter 26, 18. Even Satan has to follow authority. I want you to understand so you can see what the what is authority and how powerful authority is and that we have authority, you know, in this earth. God, when he created, created the earth, he gave men dominion. And we just not walk in the authority that God has given us to use this authority to uh, bring about a change and affect our world. Instead of, you know, uh, you know, so I, I want I want us to understand that we have authority and we have authority and it's been given to us by God. And we're going to go a little bit further in Luke chapter seven. Like I said, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's side and mind that he loves you. He cares for you. You have to understand that you have authority. And we're going to look at this centurion and tell him about it in Luke chapter 7. And like I said, how the leaders of that day was coming to him, to Christ for him. But actually, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to start back at verse 1. Now, when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capodium, and a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one to whom he should do this was deserving. They said he was deserving. And so they went to Christ on the behalf of him because he was deserving because he had been a friend to the Jewish people he had been a friend to them and he built them a synagogue a place of worship the house of prayer I want you to understand prayer is the most effective thing that you can ever have on the face of the earth you need to pray every day a man out of prayer not faint. These are not my words. These are words just from the Bible itself. We need to pray. We need to invoke God into the world to change the atmosphere. We need to bring him in and draw near to him. Because he said his house should be called a house of prayer. And I want you to know that prayer does work. Prayer does change things. Don't give up. And I really mean it's don't give up if you're trusting and believing in God don't give up know that God loves you know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind and you're not alone and right now for that person right now who's crying and heart has been broken and don't know what they're going to do I just want you to know trust in Jesus know that where you're at today it's not where you have to end up at. And yes, whatever circumstances is going on, it can change. And I'm believing with you right now that God is going to change those things that you need changed, that he's going to be that person that you need. Don't faint. The Bible says fight the good fight of faith. So I'm talking who I'm talking to tonight. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't give up. Keep on believing, 
and keep on hoping, keep on trusting. Like I said, you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart, man's on God's heart, man. Like I said, the title is message, what is authority? And I'm talking about, you know, and how do we use this authority and how did it get here? Like I told you, we're looking at four components of authority. You know that Jesus has authority. You have authority because he has given it unto you. And I want you to use that authority. I want you to know that you can call on him to, today where you're at right now. And he can instantly step in and change you. For that person right now who's, who's doing drugs and can't seem to break free and want to be free. You're free right now in the name of Jesus. I claim that for you, that you're free, that you're delivered, that you're whole, that you, that you are set free from the bondage. The enemy no longer can attack you because God has given us authority to speak his word. And we speak his word by faith. And that was just me just speaking by faith to somebody's circumstances. I want you to know that God loves you with an everlasting love. He loved you so much that he sent his son to the cross. I want you to know that, that he loves you so much that he sent his son to the cross. And don't be discouraged, you know. I know sometimes life seems fleeting that, you know, man, I want to just give up, you know. I don't want to be here no more, you know. In other words, you know, this is things that I heard people say. And some of these things I have said, you know, and that's just only because I was just beat down. In other words, I forgot that he sits high and looks low. And I, sometimes I might have, might have forgotten even to pray or just to trust God, you know. I tell you one of the, you know, one of the things about the body of Christ in the, you know, the church, in other words, being around believers is, is the best medicine to ever have. And what I mean by that is when you're around people who believe, they can help encourage you to believe. And if you know, uh, I think that, you know, if you don't have a church home, I pray that you find a church home. I pray that you find a place where you can, uh, be ministered to in other words in that you know that uh, a place of comfort where you're around people who want to dunk on you who want to love you I'm praying and asking God to do that tonight that he would be with some people who need him to be with them I want you to know that he cares about you there's nothing in the world he won't do for you I want you to know that I want you to know that you can trust him you can believe in him because his word is a guarantee. This is the Bible is, is Christ's will and testament. In other words, you know, uh, if, if you have a loved one in the past and they have a will, and you go to the reading of the will, and, and they say, well, this is what this person leaves you, this is what this person leaves you with. And this is going to be split down this way, this, this way and that way. The word of God is that this is Christ's will. In other words, He's saying, hey, I got a purpose and I got a plan for your life. I know how to bring you out those places where you're at. I can help you get to where you need to be at. You know, in other words, this is this is his will. In other words, if you want to know what God's will for your life, you open the Bible. We know the, the one thing that he wants is that for us to have faith in God. We know in John 17 that Jesus said that he was only sent to show that there was one true God. So I just want to encourage you tonight that you're not alone, whether it's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. I just want to let you know what, what is authority? What is authority? I'm talking about, you know, and I'm looking at the from the New Testament perspective. Now, part three, the word authority is used with the reference to delicate authority in the form of a warrant, license, or authorization to perform. Jesus was asked by 
whose authority he taught. This you can find this in Matthew chapter 21, verses 23. He was granted authority for his ministry from God the Father. This is found in John 10, 18. So we know that Jesus was given authority from God. I want you to understand that you have to know what this authority is and you know that he had authority and you have authority because when God created earth, he gave men dominion. He gave us authority over the earth. And we need to use this authority in our children's lives, you know, our, our relational lives. You know, we just need to know how to operate in authority and walk in authority and just know that God has a purpose and a destiny for your life to, to give you a good and happy ending. I don't want you to be discouraged. I want you to know who God is. Now I'm going to talk about Saul, which is Paul. Saul this is, was sent to Damascus to persecute Christians by warrants of the priests. In Acts 26, verse 12, you know, and that shows you that Paul was Saul. You know, he, he, has, he, he has a name conversion. In other words, uh, and what I want to let you know is that he was given authority to, to go persecute the church. And it was, you know, I'm talking about sometimes, you know, even though he was persecuting the church, he didn't know that he would turn around and be persecuted for the faith in Christ. God had a plan even for Saul to change his name to Paul. I just want you to be encouraged. I want you to understand what authority is and that you can walk in authority in your circumstances. You don't have to be uh, tormented. And I want you to walk in authority. I want you to speak the word over your, over your life, over your family's life, over your friend's life. And then God gave the apostles license to build up the church. This is found in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 8. See, this authority that Christ had, these disciples that he kept close to him and dear to him, they was, they was charged with building up the church. And that came from Christ giving them authority to go out here to, to rescue mankind. Mankind was lost. And God had a plan. He was going to use these apostles, these disciples, to be men of change, men of purpose, men of destiny, men who would walk in authority. So, so this is something for all the men. Men, we need to walk in authority. We need to walk in authority of Christ. We need to become servants. That's what authority is. We need to become servants for the people that we love. We need to be there for them when they need us. We need to make that sacrifice. Being, you know, being authority is not like uh, you sitting on top of the world and everybody looking up to you. I want you to understand. Jesus had all authority, and he was a servant on earth. He washed his disciples' feet. He didn't, when God walked on earth, he wasn't born in a palace. I'm going to say that again. He wasn't born in a palace. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want you to know that, and you're not alone. He was born in a manger, and that's a place for livestock, in other words. Jesus was a sacrifice. 
So this is the reason why he's born in a stable and laid in a manger. Because he was going to be the sacrifice for all mankind. The authority that he had was to be a servant. And that was to go about serving others. If you notice, when you always read about Christ in the New Testament, he's always in servanthood. He's non-judgmental of the people. He comes for those who don't know him. He comes for the sick, the lost. And, and at this time when he's on earth, he's not on the earth to condemn mankind. He's on earth to, to say them and show them that there's a more excellent way of living. What is authority? Authority is not you yelling on top of a ladder, I'm the boss. Authority is being a servant to those around you, loving on them. This is true authority. Uh, true authority is not something that you, that you boast in. True authority is shown by your heart and your compassion and your mercy for the, the hurt, the loss. I want you to understand that that's what authority, the authority I'm talking about, I ain't talking about authority where you yelling out, I'm the big cheese. No, authority is being a servant for someone else. Thinking of somebody more than yourself, willing to go the extra mile for the people that you love. What is authority? What is authority? This is what I want you to know tonight. Like I said, there's four components that I was talking about. And we see that this authority that Christ has it and you have it. And I, and I want you to know that you have authority in your life. You don't have to stay where you have, brother and sister. You can pick yourself up. You don't have to live like that because you have authority. God has given you dominion in the earth. Now, I know I said we're looking at this centurion. Let's get back into it. I'm going to be at uh, verse 6. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy you should enter my roof. See, now, if you know when we was reading first in Luke 7, it says that he sent, he sent the Jewish leaders to, to Christ. And now Jesus is coming, and he realized, guess what he realized? I, I'm deserving of this. In other words, now, he's a centurion. In other words, his government is controlling everything. But he understands Christ's authority from a spiritual standpoint. And he knows that he's unworthy for God to enter his house. This is really what's going on. He knows that he's unworthy for God to enter his house. And that's really remarkable. I want you to understand this is why Christ is going to marvel at him. And I also forgot to tell you I was reading for the New King James Version of the Bible. So I want you to know that. But he realized that he sent for God to come to his house. But I want you to know, when you pray and invoke God in your house, let him have control. Don't try to fight with God over the control. Let God have control of your life. When you begin to ask him to deliver you from drugs or porn, ask him to deliver you from alcoholism or whatever, you, whatever, your, whatever your struggle is, give him full control. Don't fight with him about it. Do not fight with him about it. Trust him to uh, stand with you. 
What is authority? And, and you know, I want you, and how is authority given? And I want you to know that when he sent out these 72, he gave them authority to trample on snakes. In other words, you have to understand this authority that he gives mankind, that we have dominion on earth. All he's doing is when Christ comes, he's trying to set things back in order from how God created to be from the beginning. What men had dominion over their circumstances, over their life. I want you to know that, that you have dominion and control over your life. I just, I'm just excited about this because whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You're not alone. I love you. God loves you. I want you to send in your prayer requests so I can pray for you. I want you to know that I'm, I'm thinking about you. You you in my prayers daily. Asking God to, to bless and help us in, in whatever you stand in need of, you know, Whoever's hurting right now, I want you to know that you're not alone. And this is why uh, God has given me this word in this season to speak this word to you, to give you hope in perilous times. And like I said, we're looking at this centurion. This centurion, he's someone now, God is at his front door, but he don't want God to come in. And you know, uh, this is, you know, like I said, Remember, when you begin to pray and you invite God in, when he comes in, let him in. Let him have control over the circumstances that is bewitching you. Like I said, we looked at, we're never about to look at the fourth step of this. In other words, I want you to understand that you have authority. God is giving you authority. And the fourth one, by natural extinction, a meaning of exousias, Sometimes to note a spirit in which authority is exercised. God has established a sphere of authority in the world, such as civic government. Jesus was handed over to officials and powers and governors. Luke 20, verse 20. When Pilate learned Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction or authority, the governor sent him to Herod. You can find this in Luke 23, 7. Rulers and kings have their spheres of influence. Romans 13, verse 1. As does Satan in Colossians 1, 13. But Christ has been placed above the realm of authority found in Ephesians 1, 21. I want you to understand that Christ is the ultimate authority. I want you to understand that Satan has to fall authority. He just can't do what he want to do. Did you hear I said? He can't do just what he want to do. God has authority. This is, you know, we're going to look at Job. We're going to get to Job too at the time of because Job is one of these people that we need to talk about. Because what we found out in Job that, you know, Satan has a, he has a conversation with God. Tell God, hey, you got a hedge around this man. You know, I can't do nothing to him. You won't let me. This is what I want you to see about this authority, that there truly is a rank structure. And you have to notice, and, and so you can walk in the authority that God has given you. And God, in the story of Job, he allowed Satan to attack Job. But he told him, don't kill him. 
God has all authority. Do not think that there's an entity that has more power than God. That's not true, my brothers and sisters. God has authority over all living flesh, over all creatures, over angels. And even with the angels, we know they're archangels, that they're, you know, that they're delegated. There's ranking system. God had a ranking system in heaven, has one today. I want you to know that authority. What is authority? You need to know what it is. And like I said, and you can walk in authority. And you can be like the centurion. Because I want you to know that God can send his word. And I believe he's sending his word throughout the earth right now as we listen and talk in this podcast show. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart, man. You are not alone. What is authority? And is authority prevalent in today's society? Yes, authority is. And you need to know that God has given you authority. That God has given you authority. That God has given you authority. And then we're going to go back to verse 6. Then Jesus went with them, and when he had already not far away from the house of the centurion, sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I do not even think myself worthy to come to you. This, this centurion said, hey, man, God, I love you. I'm not even worthy to come to you. Don't even come to my house. I want you just to stand outside. You know, in other words, this is what you call. Now, he's, he's, a, he's a centurion, means he's a leader. In other words, he's someone who has prestige and honor. But, he, but he's a servant. You see what he's doing? He cares about his servant laying near death. God is coming down the road to his house. He tells God, don't even worry about coming to my house. I'm not worthy to come to you, God. And, you know, this shows that he had a servant's heart. And this is why he built a synagogue, because he loves God. And now, the thing that he loves is getting ready to come to him. But he ain't ready for it. I want you to be ready when God get ready to walk into your life. Don't be like the centurion. Don't, don't push him aside. Let him come in. Because tonight somebody need God to come in and rescue them. Let them come in and rescue you. Just surrender to them. But this centurion in Luke chapter 7, he begins to invoke God to think. He begins to invoke God to think. You got to understand this. That you can invoke God to think about you if you come radicalizing your faith. And he got radicalized in his faith. I want you to know that this is what's really going on. He got radicalized in his faith. <laughs> he, got, he got radicalized in his faith. And, and I just want to let y'all know that. He said, for also I'm a man, this is found in verse 8, placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go. And he goes, and to another, come. And he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus, check this out. This is verse 9. When Jesus 
When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd, follow him. I say to you, I have not found such a great faith, not even in Israel. And there and those who were with were sent returned to the house and found the servant well who had been sick. Jesus was so stunned by this man because he knew that God was coming to his house. And like I said, he said, I'm not even, I'm not even worthy to come to you. Just send your word. Because I have enough faith to believe that if you just say, he's healed, he's whole. That's all I need to know. I don't even have to see you. And this is what you call believing in the invisible, in, in the visible realm, in other words. Because he had enough faith to believe that God can send his word because Christ had authority. And I want you to know that you have authority today. God gave us dominion over the earth to speak his word. And you can speak his word. Don't ever be ashamed to speak his word in your situation. Don't be afraid to speak his word in your circumstance. And last but not least, how then does God exercise his authority over creation and his creatures? The testimonies of the scriptures is that God has established three fundamental spheres of authority within which delegate authority to individuals. These spheres are civil government, the home, and the church. The believer is obligated to obey those holding authority in those realms. Citizens are submitting, submit to the government authorities found in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Children are to obey their parents. See? That's authority. Ephesians 6, 1 and 2. Believers were to honor spiritual authorities, such as apostles, who demand compliance of the basics of their commission from the Lord. There are expectations when a person's authority is violated, the trust granted by God. The source of authority, the subordinate is free indeed, mandated to obey God rather than men. Acts 5, verses 29. I just want you to understand that you have authority and God has given us authority. And I wanna just let you know that whatever's on your heart, it's on God's heart and mind. I hope that you like, you know, this thing about authority. And I'm speak more about authority as we go along. What I want you to know, what is authority? Authority is something that God had given men dominion when he created the earth, but when Christ came, he gave Christ's authority to give unto men. But being an authority is not someone yelling and barking out orders. Is someone willing to be a servant. So if you want to walk in authority, the best way to walk in authority is be a servant to others and trust God. And you know, I'm gonna close in prayer. I thank you for listening to the to the to the show. I pray that it encouraged. I hope that you know that it's a blessing to you. It's a blessing always for me to tell you whatever's on your heart and man, it's on God's heart and man, and you're not alone. Oh precious Father, I just thank you for the day. I thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with your word today, that you let us know what authority was and how to operate in authority and how to know that it's delegated from heavens and that uh, we can use this authority. We can black this interior.
who said that God wasn't worthy to he wasn't worthy to let God into his house or he wasn't worthy to come to God but just sing your word and they said that his servant was found whole in Jesus name amen I want to tell you again thanks for listening to the show you're not alone podcast show this is your host Danny I want to let you know that I love you I want you to also stand in agreement with Matthew's chapter 6 verses 19 and 34 seeking the kingdom of God and making God first in your life I want to tell you I love you. I can't wait till the next time that I get an opportunity to share God's word with you. I want to say have a blessed week. In Jesus' name, amen. Sisters and brothers, I love you. Talk to you later. Bye.